For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Thursday the 6th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here. I'm joined by... Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. How you doing, mate? I'm doing fine, Dan. I'm doing fine today. Uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the end of the week. How's this for me today, Dan? I uh, have to book my dog into the uh, groomer to get a, get a bit of a trim. But the most notable thing that she needs to get done, and sorry, this might be a bit crass for, the, for our listeners, but she needs her anal glands Squeezed. milked. Yeah. For real? What, is she on heat or something? No, I, th- I think she's just got an issue or something, which I was kind of, I was like, what do you mean, right? And then yeah. I was looking, it was like essentially her getting her her glands like milked or whatever is the equivalent of me getting mine bleached. <laughs> That's where I think the equivalency <laughs> is. And it's like, it's going to cost me about 30 bucks. And I was like looking at the household budget and I was like, what kind of world do I live in where my dog's asshole? has more money spent on it than my face. Have you ever bought a razor? Yeah, well, no. I grow I grow a beard, mate. And then any kind of face cream I've got is not as expensive as it is to get my dog's Well, you know what? I, I think you, maybe you should treat yourself. You go get a little anal bleaching. I think I should get mine bleached or, or milked. It's only fair. <laughs> it's only fair. Well, I tried to bring up this argument with my girlfriend. She made a very good point. She's like, yeah, but hers is obviously out and about on the town. You know what I mean? More people are looking at yeah, hers. Yeah, and no one's going to see yours. Yeah, more people are looking at hers than mine. I was like, well, you could. But anyway, it's fine. We're just trying to experiment. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to go on a holiday. You deserve it. I feel like I do as well. I've been watching videos of this guy from oh, the Sunshine Coast God. as well. No, I don't want to hear about videos about the guy. Well, Let's he's move the on guy to the show. That he, he gets up every morning and he, he, he basks in the sun. I don't know if you've seen this guy. The guy that suns his testicles. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, maybe I'll do that. I don't have a... I reckon that'd be all right. I'd, yeah. I, I reckon a good testicle sunning would be good well, for Well, I've got it. an apartment block out the back of my backyard, so I reckon that they'd enjoy it as well <laughs> if I popped out there every morning. <laughs> all right. Today on the show, we're going to be discussing sport. Oh, okay. The Ashes, some tennis, Women's World Cup, plenty of rugby league talk as well. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellade. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellade at Cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Chris. How you going? What's happening next week? I am more than excited because next week we are graced by the presence of an Australian treasure, yeah, yeah. a sporting icon, and an orator that puts you and I in the shade. Absolutely. H.G. Nelson on Fire Up next week. All right, let's get a bit of a Wimbledon update. Jordan Thompson, our Aussie mate who's been on Afternoon Sport, of course, has lost to Djokovic, but he put up a good fight, Chad. Yeah, he's actually one of the more challenging matches Djokovic has had, I think, in recent 
like so far this year, it would seem. I mean, this is, Djokovic has not really dropped. I think he's only dropped two sets in the last six months or something. I could be wrong there, but like he's, he has barely been pushed. It would seem in a lot of his tournaments lately. And uh, yeah, two tiebreakers essentially. I mean, you know, you don't do a tiebreaker in every one now, but uh, he got him to seven six seven five in the final two sets. There, he was pushing him, Tomo. Yeah, almost got Great him job. over to to steal a set twice in a row. And when you're up against the best in the world, I mean, it was a valiant effort. Just a shame that we couldn't get over the line. Uh, I think that even the commentators were a bit like, okay, what's happening here in those yeah, uh, second I, I hope this is actually like a, a a sign of good things to come for, for Jordan Thompson because he's such a lovely bloke. And he's always kind of been a little bit like... He, I, my memory of Thompson at the tournaments I've been, especially like Aussie Open last year as well, is like... He always is in that part of the draw where he has to take on annoyingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, he never gets players. a sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he never gets a sweet ride. Yeah, yeah. Which is confusing me because you look at like Kyrgios sometimes when he's seated. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, man, God, he's like, or even when he is, hasn't been, you're like, man, he's getting a good run. And you're like, how's this guy not getting a good run? Yeah. But uh, he put up a good effort. Iga Swiatek in the women's side of the draw, just dominating. Oh she my two God. Games. That was it. Smashed her. Smashed Mate, her. Brutal stuff. Stefano Tsitsipas, who I'm not a big fan, but it was a big battle very early in the draw to have team and um, and Tsitsipas are going against each other, and it and it uh, lived up to the hype. Um, looking ahead to the play tonight, my friend, yeah. uh, the draw is interesting. Obviously, I, actually, I do want to mention this: da- Dasha, Daria Seville, um, she played her match last night. Second, I think it's the second match in a row where her match was stopped because of protests. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the um, stop oil people came and threw orange dust on the court and whatnot. Yeah. Really frustrating because Daria was up 4-2 and that distraction obviously affected her because she went on to lose the next five games. Yeah. Um, and ended up bowing out uh, in that matchup, which is so frustrating as an Aussie sports fan because I'm like, you just ruined what she's been working hard for. You know what's also really frustrating, Shad? Mm. The end of the world is pretty frustrating. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, I think everyone... Is that going to change anything? Yeah, it might. Eventually it will. Eventually it will. Will it? Yeah. Will it? Okay. Because we have to do something about it. And everyone's like pretending like the world's not ending. I mean, and this is a sports podcast, but I feel like this is not the right marketing campaign to change people's minds. Yeah, yeah it's going to piss people <laughs> off. But the end of the world's going to piss people off too. And that's the point they're trying to make. I understand that. I, I understand yeah. the point they're trying to make. Yeah. But it's like, we've done this this dance. What's it? the definition of insanity? This, you're doing this dance a lot. You guys aren't doing an embrace. They've only just started. Embrace. They're going to wrap embrace. it up. They're going to wrap They've, it up. Just watch. They only just started. They're just copying everyone else. Oh god. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you in your orange at the FIFA Women's World <laughs> Cup, then, mate. I'll see you out there. You can blend in with the Netherlands supporters. I, I don't support that. I just think that it's ironic that people are so pissed off. No, it sounds like you've got a membership, mate. It sounds like you've I've got, got an orange undies on. Uh. <laughs> I'm not getting an anal bleaching. I'm getting an anal oranging. <laughs> Let's have a look at the cricket. Uh, veteran duo. See, I think this is a bit of a nothing story, but I wanted to bring it up. Fox Sports seem to think that Glenn Maxwell and Mitch Marsh being taken out of the Lord-based London spirit for the English 100. Cricket Australia have requested them to sit out of this tournament. 
mm. and are making out as though it's part of this Ashes beef, which is complete nonsense. What I think is is going to happen, I think Mitch Marsh is going to be in this third test. I, I feel like that might be the, the more logical explanation rather than trying to say it's because of the underarm back and forth, uh, not underarm, the, the yeah. wicket taking back and forth between... Uh, the Poms and uh, and Australia. I, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. It is a bit of a nothing here. I think, yeah, there's a big potential for one of these guys to get into the test squad and that's why they want them to be fresh. Uh, it just so happens that they can uh, also, at the same time, stick it to the Poms a little bit. <laughs> it's a win-win. Another thing that I'm loving is that I love the continuing saga of the Ashes drama and um, uh, the spirit of cricket has apparently been breached. But I think uh, in the the gospel of the spirit of cricket, this mm. is now being wheeled out. The first gospel states that respect is central to the spirit of cricket. It continues mm. with these key 25 words. Accept mm. the umpire's decision. Create a positive atmosphere by your own mm. conduct. Show self-discipline even when things go against you. Play hard and fair. <laughs> yeah. So, who's in the spirit of cricket? Do you reckon? Honestly, spirit spirit of cricket. I wouldn't even wipe my ass with it. Who cares <laughs> about the spirit of cricket? We're up two nil. I love the spirit of cricket. The spirit of cricket is my most favourite thing ever. <laughs> We're up two nil, and and they've got no leg to stand on between Vasto. All I just love that everyone is just is digging up that many like old. That's the bush. spirit. Chef. That is the true spirit of cricket. I think we're in the spirit right here, I, I right think, now. I this think conversation. We're feeling it. I'm feeling I'm not only just feeling the spirit of cricket I'm feeling the holy ghost of cricket I'm feeling the father of cricket I'm feeling the son of cricket Amen brother um, So having a look at the Women's World Cup uh, all of the teams are starting to arrive Yeah uh, Brazil arrived with a bang with their tribute to Iranian protesters It's so funny because it's like FIFA try to avoid uh, political commentary and stuff with their teams and stuff that happened on the field and and whatnot, they try their hardest to distance themselves. I know Sam Kerr made a comment about the, um, the uh, I think his FIFA's comments was about it was too hard or something to have rainbow um, flags orientated with the sides, <laughs> right? Like FIFA was pushing back on the idea of doing that, and then Brazil just land and just do an obvious. Uh, protest against what's going on in Iran, which I think is a great move. Well, I feel like women's sport are more inclined to use their platform in this way than the men's sport. And I wonder if that's because there's uh, not as much money. Like the men tend to not say a lot because they have so much hundreds of millions of dollars riding on their participation and whatnot. You know what I mean? Whereas the mm. women's are like, no, no, we're going to use our platform to speak our minds on certain things. Like the US women's side has done it several times. I think this is the second or third time Brazil's done a similar thing. Um, so, I mean, I'm all for it. You're landing down here in Australia. It's not like Qatar. You can come here and do pretty much whatever you like. Um, use your platform, girls. Go for it. Agreed. Just don't be throwing orange dust on the pitch. Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Which team? Don't you think one of the teams needs to get off their plane in a cloud of orange glitter? Well, Netherlands. Isn't Netherlands' entire kit? Is it Netherlands? They're, it is, the yeah, Dutch it side is, is entirely is. orange. Yes. You know? And they're pretty eco-friendly as a nation. They are. They <laughs> so are. They'll they like it. You know, Which we're windows. all going to be forced to be eventually anyway. I'm all for being eco-friendly, mate. I just think that you're talking to the wrong crowd coming in and ruining Dash's match. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I agree, but I also <laughs> just think there's a point to be understood there. That's all. Yeah, right. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to talk some AFL, some NRL right after this. After this. 
For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Bit of a weird one, bit of a weird story from the AFL. More than 45 players have had nude photos leaked of them online. The AFL are investigating, police are aware. Such a weird story, Shat. Yeah, so um, the idea is that past and present players have had nude photos of theirs leaked and distributed. They say it's by an anonymous individual or a group of people, so not quite sure the source of the stitch. Obviously, it's across certain app platforms that they've been sent out. So, And this is a story bigger than just sport because... You know, we're talking nude scandal photos leaked. Um, it's of the, uh, from what I believe, it's the men's side of the sport, which doesn't matter in the scheme of what has happened. But in terms of media coverage and people's attitude towards it, there'll be a certain scope because it's men. But um, the the not only is the AFL Integrity Unit trying to find out exactly what has happened and how these photos have come about and been distributed, but it's also now in the eSafety Commissioner's, hand, commissioner's hands as well because... This is a cybercrime and also uh, gets onto the level of like revenge porn laws, which in some states uh, like Adelaide have a very hefty penalty. From what I understand, whoever has leaked these photos has gone to like lengths and spent hours and hours sort of um, editing the photos. Someone's had a bit of an obsession. It has to be a group, a, a group. For, for it to be so complex. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, like, you know, this is a privacy of a, of a lot of players and, like, no one wants to have this out there. We've seen scandals like this happen in the past with, you know, celebrities overseas in the US and whatnot. Uh, it's just such a strange, dis- like, disgusting, but also just so strange of a of a scandal in the AFL. Because, like you just said, who is the kind of person that goes, yeah, I'm going to sit in front of my laptop and figure out how to get all these photos and then just distribute them. Like, like what are, are these strange individuals? It's very vague conversation. Like, we don't actually know what the info is, really. Like, are they hacking into everyone's individual phones or is it like a cleaner has set up secret cameras in a bathroom? So many players across so many clubs. It's like, was there a location where these were taken or was it? Yeah, yeah more, that is it. There's yeah. more to this story is all I'm saying. Yeah, true, true. All right, Chad, let's talk NRL. The players are saying they're going to boycott media as a collective bargaining tool. We've had a full show of protesting today, Chad. Yeah, I know. Isn't it, isn't it a fascinating little political side of the sporting world at the moment? Look, this has been something that's been happening since the beginning of the year. We've spoken about this podcast mm-hmm. real early mm-hmm. in the year. The NRL has dragged its feet when it comes to negotiating this uh, new CBA with uh, the Players Association. We had drama at the beginning of the year, if you remember, that uh, one of the representatives from the NRL was trying to record the conversation without permission and got caught when they said, are you recording on your phone? They lift up their phone, they were actually recording. Remember that funny story? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of, there's no love loss between the two of these uh, sides in the negotiating table and now it has happened again so the Rugby League Players Association have called for a boycott of all pre-game post-game and half-game, uh, half-time interviews during NRL matches and even next week's State of Origin because they've had issues with the latest uh, stage of trying to agree to this collective bargaining agreement 
Abdo's come out and said, we won't be bullied. Rah, rah. And I'm like, the, the combative nature of the language between these two sides is so frustrating and yeah, annoying. Yeah. Because we know it's like grandstanding. We know eventually you're going to get across the line. We all know that the NRL likely will, and to be honest, has to give the players a bit more money because during the COVID years, they made the entire competition pretty much, well, actually the top top tier of the competition take pay cuts of up to 30%. Mm-hmm. So while they made record money, yeah, they bought property in Brisbane, they own Gambaras on Caxton Street. They're like, they've rebuilt a headquarters and, and whatnot. They've gotten funding from New South Wales and other state governments in terms of building stadiums and whatnot. Players are do their, their coin. People can sit there and say that they're greedy. Sport grows and the payment pie for players grows with it. It's never supposed to stay at a standstill. Yeah. The NRL, I don't know why they keep pushing back. I'm annoyed for fans that we don't get to hear from our players uh, in the lead up to, you know, origin. Uh, if it was a decider, this would probably be a bit more meaningful to a lot of people, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, I, nothing's going to happen between now and that game, I feel. I don't know if you feel the same way. Like, nothing's going to change at the negotiating table between now and State of Origin Game 3. So I think we're just going to have to put up with a lot of players not chatting to the media over the weekend. So you you know what I think? Uh, because the, when they did the boycott last time, it wasn't even noticeable So because everyone's mm. so desperate to be on camera. Um, yeah, and it was pre-season. I, I just and, don't think... Yeah, yeah, but I think it's an even worse approach than doing the orange dust, personally. Like, you're not going to get your point across at all. I think I oh know. I think I actually think this is probably more effective because when you think what is a collective bargaining agreement, it's the players trying to get a slice of the pie, which yeah. is broadcast which they rights. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, they but, deserve. But, but yeah, which is broadcast rights. Yeah, but so there's gonna, always going to be someone that talks to the media you and let it me won't finish? be noticeable. <laughs> you're going to let me finish my yeah. point. <laughs> the, the collective bargaining agreement is about talking like it's about the media deal, right? Yeah. So if the if the big names if the big names are part of the ROPA say we're not going to talk to media, then it diminishes the value of that product that the NRL is trying to push. So you directly show. If we don't talk to the media, you don't get your big stars, the value of this media deal becomes less. Sure. Give us more money. So I know you say some people are still going to talk, mm-hmm. and that's it. that is a fair enough point, and that's why it won't be entirely disruptive to us as the fans. Mm-hmm. But for the NRL that wants their marquee biggest names on the billboards in front of the places to continue going, hey, this is our little bargaining ticket, for that to disappear, it does help them a little bit. And this is a B2B frustration like move this is my business annoying your business directly you know what i mean yeah i don't really think that fans give a stuff too much over the next week if we don't get to talk to it, especially if it's a buy around there's half the I amount of games fans that won't notice it exactly so like fan buyers that's we all won't i'm care. saying media companies will like channel yeah, nine okay. will give a yeah, shit fox that. sports yeah, will yeah. give a shit journalists like, will get will upset but yeah, bosses so they probably will won't because bosses but, at the end of the day only care about the numbers they only care about yeah. eyes on the screen. They also care about being able to turn around and say to the NRL, yeah, but you're not worth $1.4 billion because we don't get to talk to the players around origin time. That's not fair. We want to pay a little bit less. Like, it's that kind of stuff that's going on. Now, the first time they had a complaint about the uh, CBA was because of the women's side of the draw was in there as well, uh, along with payments. This time around, it's an increase to the minimum wage for players that are just starting out. $150,000 is what they want it to go to. Uh, the average the average career of an RL player, Four I believe, years, is 18 months. Oh, is it only 18 months now? Yeah, it's something like that. 18 months, two years. Yeah, so, you're so not re- it's not really that big a deal to get one hundred and fifty grand for, for 18 months, is it? Because Not you really, might go onto a job for seventy grand after that, right? 
Yeah, but like when you think of the risk that you take going for two years and you don't get much of a you don't get much medical after you've finished playing. No, you only get a year a year to mm. fucking fix something. To get everything fixed. <laughs> to fix everything, yeah. You add the concussion issues that are going on at the moment. I think the RLPA will get close to their way when it comes to this and uh yeah, we'll see how it goes moving forward. Are you gonna be watching the uh the Tigers game tonight? <laughs> 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 Tigers play the Sharks. Are you excited? Uh, I want to see that. You know what? I reckon a trap game for the Sharks. Can I say that? I feel like the Sharks play bully ball and everyone in the bottom eight. You can't get any lower than the Tigers. <laughs> but, but like, I'd love to see the Tigers actually beat the Sharks and all of us who have not been believing in the Sharks this year actually have something to stand on. It's not going to happen. <laughs> the Sharks are going to flog them. You know what? I'm going to put... Let's put a wager on I'll, you and me. I'll put a wager on. How about this? Ten bucks. Yep. Right? Um, and... Obviously, the Tigers to win even odds is not fair. So, how about this? You give me a 18-point head start on the Tigers. They got beat 74-0 last week. 18 points? How much do you want to give me? Give me 14. Uh, I would rather put it in the wager. I'd rather put it in the wager. So, if 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 Sharks win tonight, mm-hmm. you have to give me 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. If Tigers win tonight, I'll give you 20. Ooh, okay. Yeah, all right. I'll take that. Why not? Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. There's no reason the Tigers should win. They've got no one playing for them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm a risky gambling man. <laughs> All right, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yes, LAED, the world's smallest defibrillator. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Chris. How are you going? What's happening next week? I am more than excited because next week we are graced by the presence of an Australian treasure, yeah, yeah. a sporting icon, and an orator that puts you and I in the shade. Absolutely. H.G. Nelson on Fire Up next week. Listen to Fire Up. Bye-bye.